Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nerdyverse here on Nerd Herder. I am J-Dub. I am Boop. And together we are the Nerd Herder. Uh, evening, good evening, to all of you genderless bat people out there tuning in this <laughs> evening. Uh, we're excited. Uh, we are going on another non-Star Wars journey with Nerdyverse here for a few weeks. Um, by the... Recommendation of one of our guests, actually. Yes. If you were with us for the last few months, um, you might have tuned in. When we weren't talking Star Wars, we were talking Spider-Man. And um, we had a lot of thoughts and feelings uh, and excitement uh, about that leading up to No Way Home. We talked about all of the iterations because all of them uh, are beloved and valid. Yes. Um, I think in our conversations through them, we found reasons to love each and every uh, generation and lo and behold, it all culminated in No Way Home, uh, where they all show up. So it was really cool. I don't think that The Batman, uh, starring Robert Bat Battinson, uh, here in a few weeks, will have all of the Batmans like Spider-Man. I, I kind of hope so. I, I hope there's <laughs> at least like a reference It'd or be, two out there. Yeah, Michael Keaton's just just pops he in. just shows up. Val like, Kilmer's there, but up? nobody recognizes him. I'm Michael Keaton. It's great. Um uh, but yeah, it may not happen, but we're still we're journeying through uh, to the Batman. Uh, and so uh, for the next few weeks, we're going to have some guests, uh, experts in the bat field, you may say, uh, who are going to come on, share their feelings and thoughts about the Batman of yesteryear, uh, of the past, of the many generations. And so this week, we are talking about the Tim Burton duology. Yes. Um, you might be confused in thinking that he did more of these, but he only did two. Yeah, I, I think that was a common misconception for a really long time. Yeah, it, it, as, at least especially um, Batman Forever, I can understand getting lumped in a little bit. They're like, ah, just a little recast, and it felt familiar. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Tim Burton did uh, Batman 89 and uh, Batman Returns. And so that's what we're going to talk about this evening, uh, that little uh, pocket of Batman there. And so uh, without further ado, to join us in the pocket of Batman, uh, we're going to bring on our lovely guest, starting with the Justice. Yes. Ba -ba -ba -ba. The beautiful, lovely Justice. Okay. So, uh, and that is his actual name, by the yes. way. We're not... We're not joking. That's not a cute uh, Twitter handle. Although I do, I make the joke all the time that Justice loves Batman just as much as Batman loves Justice. There you go. <laughs> and, and it is true. Uh, when we were, I, I mean, we had a, a handful of people that when this idea actualized, we were like, all right, yeah, of course, they're going to want to do it. Um, but we had one priority. Exactly. No offense to our other guests, but we had one priority. We'll get to you, Charlie. Give us a minute. If we're going to talk about Batman, we've got to have justice. We do. And so, yeah, welcome to the show, buddy. Live from the hey, Hall hey. of Justice. Hey, thank you all for having me. I feel super special. You <laughs> are, are super special. special. You are oh. so special. Uh, and, and so is our other guest. We have the lovely and uncomparable uh, Charlie. What's up, Charlie? Hey. Hey. 
aka the Sneaky Crusader. Sneaky. Uh, the originator of this series. So everyone, a round of applause, uh, but not really because microphones are sensitive. But uh, to Charlie for this, you have uh, him to thank for this content. Um, all the bat nipples are because of Charlie. That's right. So, That's right. Here. We love bat nipples here. We do. We, <laughs> we do, tolerate though. them at best. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm a fan of the bat nipples. Like I, it was a costume choice. Like I, not being able to turn your neck. Like I don't know. I mean, I can get with the the bat abs, but the bat nipples might be a little much for me. I don't know, but you know, to each their to own. And so. Uh, yeah, thanks guys for uh, tuning in for this one uh, and and coming on again. Uh, we have only so many resident Batmans in our lives. Um, we enjoy them. That will come through on this, but um, you guys, uh, as well as some of our other guests, unlike us, know these movies, the character, um, all of this, and so uh, we look forward to uh, benefiting from your knowledge and, and your uh, love for these uh, films and the series uh, as we move through the conversations of this episode and, and future episodes as well. So Heck yeah. yeah, the train has no breaks. Uh, that is true. <laughs> There's no stopping it once it gets going. Exactly. Um, so with that, I figure we go ahead and get started. But before we talk about these films um, specifically, you know, the, the characters within them and, and everything, I figured... Uh, why not uh, let you guys get a minute to share why you love Batman? Because you were the first thought for us um, for for this episode, and and clearly that has to be a reason. Um, and so, where where did your love of bats and men come from? Specifically, <laughs> specifically, Justice. <laughs> yeah, why don't you start us off, Justice? Oh man, yeah, yeah. Start with me with the love of bats and men. Um, <laughs> Um, not necessarily in that order, but me, ah, oh, man, that's a good question. Um, I, my background, I guess, um, with the name like Justice, it's kind of hard to get away from, uh, <laughs> that idea. But, um, for me, the, it was always big fairness, just being just and being fair was always a big thing for me, even before I understood, you know, my name uh but the big thing for me and my love for batman um and even going through you know knowing that i was going to be on here with you guys i was thinking about my childhood and i was like that goes way 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 back my love for batman but yeah understanding as i got older my idea of the world being sometimes a sucky place mm. and sometimes it's not fair <laughs> you know um and and being that person that wants to kind of correct some of the mistakes, um, some of the things that were missed, you know, the police sometimes have their hands tied by rules and by, you know, laws and stuff like that, um, that they can't cross. And Batman was the person that could cross that. Um, another big thing for me was um, in the world that at least my world that, that was surrounded, that I was surrounded by a lot of people like Superman not mm. knocking Superman at all, but as I'll a knock kid, him. I'll knock yeah. him. Put that thumb away. <laughs> I love you. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do good. But <laughs> you know, in, in my world, Batman is at the top because Batman doesn't have all of the powers. Batman doesn't have all of that stuff. Batman has money, yes. But in my world, I was like, if I can be 
anybody like I can never be Superman. You know, he, he's not even from Earth. <laughs> like, let's be real. I can't be that. <laughs> right. But I can at some point if I had enough money, I could actually <laughs> be Batman. I can train hard enough to be Batman. And that was a thing for me. So. Um, with those things, what, what a life goal that is. Honestly, yeah, I could see that for you in the future. <laughs> Screw retirement yeah, plans. I want to be Batman. I want to blow it all on bat suits and tumblers and all of that good stuff. <laughs> we'll never use awesome. it. Never use it. Right. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I like that it came out of a, a very personal place for you. Um, I actually don't think we've talked about it that way. I think we've always just taken for granted. In our, or I, I'll say I've taken for granted in our conversations, like, wow, you just discovered it one day like any other person. Um, but to have it so tied to kind of just who you are. Uh, yeah. and, and I think it has kind of formed who you are. I think most people that know you, especially me, I'd say you, you are indicative of some of the pillars of, of Batman, mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, if I'm stuck in an alley and in trouble, I'm definitely calling justice. So. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's man. good stuff. Uh, Charlie, what about you, man? Where where'd this bat love come from? Well, you know, Batman is my favorite non-super superhero. Mm. Um, I remember uh, the first time I ever can remember watching Batman was Batman Returns. My mom took me to, to see the movie. Um, and I, I want to say we went like five or six times to see this movie. That's how obsessed wow. I was. Yes. And I always thought after that, that, you know, Batman is kind of like this, you know, super boy scout kind of person, you know, um, just the, uh, the way he handles himself, the way he, he, uh, puts other people before himself, um, mm -hmm the selflessness that he has. Um, that's always been something that has really attracted me to, to, uh, to Batman. That's good. So, yeah. I mean, kind of back to justice's point of like with Superman, I think we take for granted sometimes the Spider-Man element there of great power, great yep. responsibility. Like mm -hmm. if you're a superhero, you've got to do something with it. It's yeah. expected yeah. of you um, to be a normie uh, like Bruce Wayne. Although I think with, his 401k, I wouldn't call him that, but you no. know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely not normal by my standards. That but, man know. has never picked up a shovel um, in his life. Uh, but choosing to do Superman things, to to do uh, above and beyond things like that, I, I think that is a big tenet of what makes him more relatable, not necessarily more attractive, because I think that quality is attractive in general, but I think it's something different to be relatable. Mm. uh as a as a superhero and to be socially awkward that is right that is also that is i love that that's a mainstay of, of the majority of batman's yeah, uh in durations yeah uh big shout out to our friend uh michael here in the chat hey, michael what's up uh, buddy this is dc we are now owned by dc um <laughs> get this this disney marvel stuff out of here sir but captain america is is pretty dope the only Captain America around here is Peacemaker. <laughs> hey. hey. Um, well, good stuff. Uh, and again, we're going to ask this of all of our guests because I think it's so important. Sometimes, again, we can get lost in the, of course you like it. If you like comics, you like Batman, right? If you like uh, superheroes, you've got to like Batman. But um, 
uh, you know, digging into why people uh, tick the way they do, think the way they do, and care about the characters they do, uh, I think uh, that's pretty significant. And especially in these films, um, I'm tr I, and I don't mean that by comparison for those tuning in, I just mean that's more so in, this, in the aspect of this is what we're talking about is the Tim Burton films. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily digging at Schumacher yet, um, but in these films, they're so, <laughs> so character-driven. They're so character-heavy. They spend so much yeah. time, uh, obviously, with the Cape Crusader, but also with some villains yeah. to really explore um, some of the, the things that make them think. And so I think uh, it's those kinds of stories, those kinds of things that uh, we as fans sort of eventually kind of latch onto and like, oh, this thing is what uh, made me a Bat fan, or this is the thing that I, I made me really love the character and whatnot. Yeah. So I think it's interesting to learn those things. Um, now, as far as bringing Batman into live action in film, because we do respect yes. uh, 66 Batman in this house, uh, Adam West, RIP. and bless. <laughs> um, but uh, as far as in film, would you guys have thought of Tim Burton to be the one to take the the lead on bringing Batman to life, um, especially in in such a dark and gritty ish uh, series. Yes and no. Like I okay. mean, obviously, I, I didn't expect it. Let me say that um, I didn't expect it. Maybe because you know I was young at the time, <laughs> but it makes sense. You know, looking at a, like how. In my opinion, Gotham was dark. You know, mm -hmm. Gotham was dark. The idea of Gotham was dark. So that it made sense, you know, looking at it. Cause I can't honestly think of too many people that could have put their mind in that dark enough place to to be able to pull off Batman. Like his yeah. life stemmed from darkness. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. everything from that point on was just dark. Um. Yeah, so yeah, man, that made sense to me. Well, well, well think about it. You know, you, Tim Burton made Beetlejuice. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny. It's still dark. Yeah. Uh, Edward Edward Scissorhands. Um, it's dark and gritty. You know, and and I think that's a, a, an essence a, essential for Batman to have. You know, dark and gritty. Um, and I, at, just like Justin said. I didn't realize it as a kid because I didn't care about it then. But looking back now, yes, Tim Burton is the best, uh, was the best uh, option for those movies. Mm. As you see with Schumacher, who turned into a cartoon. But, you know. I, I don't know why that's a bad <laughs> thing, guys. I'm going to be so obnoxious next week talking <laughs> about this. But, like, this, these two movies definitely started that of not only are they dark, and you have these beautiful visuals of the nightscape of Gotham, just absolutely fantastic matte paintings um, and gorgeous sets that look like a German uh, impressionist film at certain points. Mm -hmm. But you also have all of these awesome little pops of color, just like a comic book. So it, I think no one else could have done it but Burton in that way. Right. And and when you look at when you're talking about the city, you you look at it and you, it, the city is almost like a character itself. Mm. Uh, it's almost like a li living, breathing character itself. Just with all, like you said, the the colors, the the uh, 
you know, everything about it. Yeah. That's just, mm-hmm. it just looks dirty. Well, yeah. it, it helps. <laughs> yeah. It helps make it feel otherworldly, but also still familiar enough. Um, and I like that you bring up like it and in portions looks very much like, um, you know, art house kind of mm-hmm. uh, film because like, that's the thing I think that Burton does very well in general. His style is to make it all seem like art. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at a lot of films where he gets to do his thing, he he frames everything almost in such a way that you could kind of capture a moment uh, and put it on a wall. Yeah. Um, and like a lot of the architect of uh, Gotham for sure feels like that. Um it also reminds me a lot. I didn't realize until this time around, or and I'm pretty sure Batman came first. But it feels a lot like Judge Dredd, mm-hmm. uh, particularly the the live action film. Um, just the weird, uh, like statues everywhere, yeah. kind of pseudo industrial. Like there's I there's one scene I can see in my head. I don't know when it happens in the first film, but there's one where it's just like got vents coming out of this like little shack house, and it's just like why. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why, but that's cool. Sure. Yeah. Uh, if it's the aesthetic. And so uh, visually, I think Burton was one of the best choices. Absolutely. Um, I think in Batman Returns, especially, he shows more of his writing chops. Um, but nonetheless, uh, he definitely left his thumbprint on the design of this because, let's face it, Batman for the next 20 years was decided by these films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the choices he made from the design of Gotham to the design of the bat suit, the design of the Batmobile, the character characterization of some of the villains. Mm-hmm. Burton revolutionized Batman. He did, and he would have revolutionized Superman too if they had let him no, let Nicolas Cage be Batman. He would have ruined it. I, you're you're not a good <laughs> oh. mark for this. Like, and and Nicolas Cage is not a good cast for Superman. Sorry, I, not sorry. Okay, I disagree. <laughs> Have you seen Have you seen the test footage? Um, speaking of uh, bad casting choices, don't change the subject. Okay, choices that almost happened. I'll say. Yeah. How do you guys feel about Mel Gibson almost being our Batman? Because that was almost a that, thing before Keaton. That would have That would have ruined Batman. I do. Yeah. I, I don't think we. I don't think we would be sitting here talking about Batman <laughs> uh, no. thirty years later. Uh, right. If Ke- If uh, Gibson had been. Yeah, yeah, that just wouldn't work. No. Uh, no, the, the the hair back then. I mean, when you think about what the weapon and you know the it and, and what was it? Um, what was the movie where he was like going to war? Uh, the but the hair choices with Gibson. I feel like that yeah. would have probably threw off threw it off a little bit. Um, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I can't see, you know, the mullet. Because that was his fit playing. for a long time. Because yeah. yeah. I mean. Like Keaton. pretty pretty much the whole eighties or yeah. into the early nineties. Um that was his like until Lethal Weapon Three, I think. He just kind of rocked the mullet. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing yeah, wrong I think with maybe the even in was it three? It, it was it was the Jet Lee one, I know, where I think so he that was it four. Up. That was four. So then it was probably into four. Mm. Yeah, because so, I think three he still had the he still had the hair. Yeah, I think so too. Good yeah. movies though. Um, problematic human, though. Yeah, incredibly <laughs> problematic human. But, you know, I, actually, I think new Gibson, more recent Gibson, probably would have did a better Bruce Wayne than old Gibson. That's how I, I, I don't I, know. I, 
I think his acting chops are still there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he owes some public apologies before he can work again, though. But yeah, uh, but if you look at him in um in Expendables, what one of the Expendables? I can't remember when he played. Uh, uh, I think I think that's the third one. Probably. I think yeah. he was second the big finale. Yeah. yeah, second or third. He he. I feel like that Mel Gibson could have pulled off Bruce Wayne or Batman. Uh, it's something to think about. Never say never, except never to never. Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. Uh, but, but nonetheless, we did get Michael Keaton. Um, did you guys know that there was 50,000 letters written to Warner Brothers uh, upon the announcing of Keaton cast as Batman, uh, pleading with them yeah. to change their minds, yeah. You know, go back, visit the drawing board, see somebody else, because he is going to ruin this yeah. character. Yep. Um, Thank God we grew out of that, right, know, guys? Right? That doesn't happen anymore these days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rister um, the what verse? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so, but as far as Michael Keaton, uh, he is who we got. I quite like him. What He's do you, what my do you, favorite Batman. Oh, you're just going there. All right. Sorry. What, yeah, the floor is y'all's. What do you guys think? I, I he, mean, he is Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is. I mean, he... You cannot think of Batman without thinking of him first. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, you, yeah, you say Batman and you immediately think Keaton. Mm -hmm. um, and then you think of Adam West. And then you think of, you know, Christian Bell. Then you think of, you know, Kevin Ooh. Conroy. And then, <laughs> and then you think of Kilmer. And then you think of, you know, Affleck. And then you think of uh, what's that last guy's name? Oh, Clooney. Clooney. Yeah, Clooney. Clooney. Yeah, Clooney. yeah. No, yeah. Clooney I, 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 I tend to forget him because, uh, yeah, he he wouldn't have been a bad Batman in Bruce Wayne if he had had a better script. I'll be honest. I'll, I'll say what I what I definitely hear a lot, and I can't necessarily disagree, is he had the Bruce Wayne uh, swagger down yeah. for sure. Um. And and that's what's interesting is the different portrayals that we get that will obviously get highlighted as we we continue on through here. But um, Keaton, they decided to go such a kind of reclusive, socially awkward, uh, almost burdened hero kind of approach with it. Um, and and I think it's that sort of stoicness that makes him more interesting um, than just playboy by day batman mm -hmm. by night um you know i was trying to put my finger on because uh, like like i said i do i do really like uh keaton for this but i was really trying to put my finger on why do i like him so much more than all of these other batmans we've had quite a few um justice i don't know if you've got a specific reason why uh keaton works for you especially <laughs> it's it's weird <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I'm, and, and we've had this conversation before, but for me, it's always the, um, can the person play, can the person pull off Batman and Bruce Wayne? Mm -hmm. Um, because in a lot of the, you know, the choices you, you notice, like you, and you said it yourself, you guys said it yourself. Um, you, some people pull off Bruce Wayne very well, and then some people pull off Batman very well and, and not, you know, the opposite. So, one that's a big thing for me. Michael Keaton, I feel like pulled off both. But the weird thing for me is Michael Keaton's eyebrows. 
Yes, no, he does no. have excellent eyebrows. <laughs> okay, so it's not just me. Like, <laughs> yes, so yes. Michael Keaton's eyebrows are Batman's eyebrows for me, or yes. at least Bruce Wayne's yes. eyebrows for me. Yes, you know. He, he so almost, that's the first thing I look for when I look at any other person. It's almost yeah. like he's got the bat symbol on his on his exactly. face. Yeah, I was I was gonna say yes. he, right. He's got he's got the facial features. I, I like. I feel like they just clearly took a cast and mm -hmm. made the the um the cowl just match up with like you've got everything going on here we're just going to accentuate yeah. that well, like, that's exactly right. what they did they did a cast of his the upper part of his face mm -hmm. yeah and they they made the cowl oh, i mean like through and through because like oh yeah at, with the cow like as batman he still looks like michael yeah. keaton right. um he's not hidden by the mask he's he's exaggerated by it unlike mm -hmm. um you know later iterations where i think it gets more understandable it's just like oh why can't we recognize you? Because, well, you are just kind of an amorphous mm -hmm. blob under the mask. But this is Michael Keaton yeah. all the time. And I think yeah. that's, uh, whether intentional or not, a very big character thing is it's just like you are uh, Bruce Wayne the entire time. Uh, it's just the different kind of uh, character masks you put on. Mm -hmm. And we um, have the Batman smirk because of Michael Keaton. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, well, And he did, okay. he did good. Um, I, I don't know. I like... And this isn't exclusive to Batman. It's it's everything that I uh, enjoy Michael Keaton in. Whereas if you watch his face, he is such an animated actor. He does um, such excellent, minute facial features. Yeah, it like it. It's like he takes words on the script of this is what the character's feeling, and he puts it out there physically. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just not a note for how he should read a line or whatnot. Um, because I, I I know he he's very good at those the, those subtle things, uh, you know. Fans of of Spider Man, uh, Homecoming especially mm -hmm. would recognize that he's still got that that gift. I think mm -hmm. um, he doesn't have the mullet anymore. But he's got the gift. And, and I will say, there's a reason he's the one coming back for this new Flash movie. Exactly. Um, you know, I, when when your current guy dips out, uh, you know who you're gonna call. I, I think Keaton. the fan answer is definitely Michael Keaton. And like, it, I guess it's one of those, uh, another layer could be added on. Like you never forget your first, you never forget your first Batman. Like the reason I think of Christopher Reeve as Superman is because he, I, I grew up on those movies Man. and also because he's the best. But like, if you could imagine uh, a time when we could have had Christopher oh, Reeves across from Michael Keaton. Don't get me started because <laughs> I will been... get sad and cry. Because that would have been awesome. I, I, you know, yeah. I don't think it's quite the nail on the head. Like I said, I was trying to figure out what it is with Keaton, but it's not quite uh, in a, a full thought. But I know that Michael Keaton as Batman just makes me feel the same way Christopher Reeves does. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know. I still don't know why. I just know that when I watch those, I genuinely feel uh, what what they intend the character to make you feel. Mm -hmm. Um it, and that's what I like about these movies is uh, it, it's the kind of storyteller Burton is, is he got the idea of it's not just bam, pow, explosions. Uh, you know, it's not just action. Mm -hmm. uh, it, these are uh, multifaceted characters. These are interesting things. And they're uh, sort of mirrors we can hold up to ourselves. Yep. Um, and so he accentuated that, uh, made it more uh characterized and, and more dynamic that way and I think um, 
kind of like what we praised when we did an episode back on Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Uh, one of our biggest things about those movies is they got the villains right. Yes, they do. Um, and this one is no different. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how you guys feel, because um, we did get a pretty colorful cast just across two movies. Literally. But, um, Incredibly colorful. I, I think they got, I, I think they did just as well with who they got for mm-hmm. this as they did with uh, who they got for Batman. Yeah, and I'll say, like, a common complaint that I hear about specifically Jack Nicholson as the Joker is that he's too cartoonish. Like he's too big, but that's the point. Yeah, it's uh, the Joker. Yeah. Right. Come on guys. Have you ever seen the show? Have you ever read a comic book? Like I don't understand that as a complaint. I, I, he is like Keaton, the iconic Joker to me. Personally, like to the point where I even have a pop figure of him sitting like three feet away, <laughs> specifically of Jack Nicholson's Joker and also uh, one from the 60s show. But that's just because I like it. But yeah, like Jack Nicholson is the Joker in my mind. Very cool. Uh, glad you asked, John, here tuning in live. One hey, of the benefits for those listening after the fact, when you tune in live, we can pull up your comments. Um and that's exactly what we're talking about now, John, how we feel about Jack Nicholson's Joker. Um, so uh, you guys, how do you, how do you feel uh, with uh, the most titular villain uh, to our Batman showing up in the first one? This Jack is a family Nicholson. show. Hmm? Oh, titular? <laughs> <laughs> well, we did start off with bat nipples. So, I mean, it's, it's only it's downhill from there. Titular bat nipples. <laughs> Why don't you go, Charlie? Well, you know... I remember the first time I saw it, I was still, you know, uh, seven, eight, nine, somewhere around there. And, and, and he, he did kind of creep me out a little bit. You know, it wasn't, I didn't think he was cartoony. I thought, you know, he's, he's crazy. You know, mm-hmm. um, the whole, you know, Senator with, with Carl Grissom, you know, you're my number one guy, you know? Oh man. Oh, that's, that's, I love that. I love that. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> Number one. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's for the ASMR folks right there. It's exactly. There's a reason that I look people in the eye constantly and ask, "You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight?" Uh, that's that's one of my favorite like things to say. I love it. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, I, I think that he em- embodies uh, his the way he portrayed that character embodies just who Joker really is. Mm-hmm. Um, On him. Yeah, he was downright crazy. I, th- yeah. I think if you approach any of these films or characters with too much realness in mind, like I, I understand You're wanting to make it tangible, but yeah, if you if you come at it too serious, um, you're you're going to be you're going to be disappointed, or your your um, your character is going to fall flat. So, uh, what about you, Je- Justice? Um, I, I, I agree. I was when I was younger. It was um, there were times when he was scary. And there were times when, you know, obviously it was just silly. Um, but there, like I remember one thing I remember, and I always remembered uh, since I was a kid, first watching it, and uh, when that question come up other times, you know, in my life, when people were like, "Hey, you know, did you think he was good enough? Did you think he could have been?" You know, I saying names and stuff like that, but you, know, you could have did, you know, this Joker, it could have been better than this Joker. 
And the thing I think about all the time, as far as his seriousness and the scariness of it, in that movie, the Joker shook a man's hand mm-hmm. and electrocuted this <laughs> yes. man yes. to not life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family show. I don't know what I can say. <laughs> he took this man out, and you watched the you watched it happen. You yeah, know I mean? mm-hmm. yeah. You look at it now and you see the CGI. Oh. It was horrible, but yeah, you watch yeah. this thing happen, and I'm like, that was a big deal to me mm-hmm. as a kid. I was like, what is going on? Is that okay? Can I be watching this? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and his entire th- oh, it's a hot town tonight. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. that that whole scene, I think, like if you're trying to sell someone on Jack Nicholson as the Joker, I think that's the scene. That's that the whole, perfect that one. That boardroom yeah. scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. because I, I think he gets everything there because um, like me and Justice have talked off off mic before of every every Joker is different in film, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why they're incomparable. Um, this is the gangster Joker. He still has that like psychotic nature to him that should be indicative of the character. Mm-hmm. But I mean, come on! Like they're all wearing pinstripe suits with feathers in their hair. They're, they're driving dancing around. Dancing the prince, like uh, come on! They're they're you know exactly. like late sixties gangsters who just haven't moved on with the times. Um, and in in that boardroom scene, you get that intimidating mob boss vibe to it, um, and it's almost like a personality switch when that like is not met with respect. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Let let's have some fun let's with go this. Crazy. Um, un- unlike other iterations, I think that went all all crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, no fun. I think that um, this might also be one of the more closer um, versions to what, like, if you're a fan of Mark Hamill uh, in the yes. animated series uh, Joker, mm-hmm. this one's very adjacent, mm-hmm. I'd say. Uh, and so, yeah, I I think he was perfect. Um, I found out that uh, the way they sold Burton on this apparently was they just cut out a picture of him from The Shining, colored it in crayon to look like the Joker, and handed it to him. That's awesome. And Tim Burton was just like, okay, okay. <laughs> he he got the yeah. job. It sounds like, you know what? Cool. If we're being honest, the most quotable Joker as well. Like we've yes. already said. A few of the lines, but um, my personal favorite is "This town needs an enema." <laughs> <laughs> and then I could say that weekly. Oh, um, my, my favorite is "You never rub another man's rhubarb." Yes. Yeah that that one's up there. <laughs> it's um, just the line delivery. You know, every single Jack, one of his lines is perfect. Jack Nicholson made the most money off this money off this movie than anybody else. That yeah, doesn't surprise me. He yeah. he was the big name. Um, but and like it's that he was the one the studio most believed in. If Burton has gotten his way, he actually would have had Defoe. Like Ooh, it's funny yeah. how we think of that as a Ooh. modern casting. Yeah. Uh, but they've been trying to do that since the first film. Well, well, no, Nicholson decided he wanted to get payment in um, merchandise sales. Mm. Smart. Very so smart. he he took I, I can't remember what the percentage was, but he took a percentage of the the sales after the movie. Mm. And that's where he made most of his money off of the movie was from the sales. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that's where a lot of the um, brand deals go. Uh, you know, this is one two-hour long commercial, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
so and and moving on, I mean, we get what I I will criticize this for what I criticize the Raimi films for personally. Uh, they kill the villains. I hate. Mm-hmm. I hate I hate that, especially in a uh, a brand and a, a series that's built on "I'll get you next time." You know, it's like, well, yes. now there's no next time. Exactly. So, I mean, I know you want to clean up the streets of Gotham, Batman, but think of the children. Let's get you know get some at least two films out of it. But uh, uh, but you know, then we move on to Batman Returns, and we get I think uh, pretty solid follow ups, which Ooh. was and funnily enough. Um, Start, let's just start with the Penguin. Uh, by recommendation of Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. um, his follow-up to, so I guess I'm not coming back to the next one, uh, was, well, can I recommend a guy? Uh, and Danny DeVito got the, str- the job straight off of uh, Nicholson's recommendation to Burton. Mm-hmm. And Danny DeVito is amazing. Five-star casting for that, yes. I think. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, and... And again, they, especially in the second one, actually spend more time uh, with the villains. The first time, mm-hmm. uh, Jack Napier, uh, as he gets named. First time they named the Joker, by the way. Yes. Um, yeah. And then it got way more complicated in the comics. <laughs> right. But we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, he was kind of a vehicle for Batman's story yeah. in the first one. Uh, whereas now in uh, Batman Returns... Um, Oswald Coppelpot, I think, got a full character journey yeah. uh, across this film. In a way that he hadn't really before very much. Like, the Penguin was, again, another one of those uh, 60s gangster archetypes for a very long time. But this really fleshed him out into a straight-up horrible person. Yes. And just a scary villain. And slightly sympathetic. Love. A little bit, but then he ruins that. Yes. <laughs> if Paul Rubens was your dad... I think you'd be a little weird. Don't. What? Don't do it. What? If Paul would, Rubens was your dad. I would just be glad to have a dad. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Welcome to the cast. <laughs> if you're playing the nerd herder drinking game at home, I've mentioned Nicolas Cage and dad, or John just made a dad joke. So go ahead and take two go. sips. Good job. You'll be drunk by the end of the week. Uh. I don't know how you guys personally feel about Danny DeVito. Uh, I, I will say this is probably the the one of three movies I really enjoy him in. What are the other two? Uh, yeah. Big Fish. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, Matilda. Matilda. Mm-hmm. Also. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Except yeah. Um, it's not Matilda for me. It's it's the, the Dumbo for me with yeah. with Keaton. Both of them are in the movie together, yeah, really? and and directed by Tim Burton. Is this the recent live action? Yes, yes. Really, you just got yes. like a three way head tilt of confusion. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's directed by Burton, stars Keaton, and stars right. uh, Dan DeVito. Okay, might need to watch that. Interesting. We'll give it a shot. I don't know how I I knew it existed. I don't know how I missed that movie though. Yeah, because I knew Michael Keaton was it. I knew Tim Burton directed it. Yep. I do not remember. Danny DeVito being in there, and I'm like, I got definitely got to go back and watch it. I was gonna say that's all more than I knew. Yeah, <laughs> Danny DeVito's the ringmaster. Uh. See, well, okay, so it's funny that uh, in those across three films, all right, we get this one where you could argue he's a ringmaster of this zoo circus, yep, yep. right? Uh, Big Fish, uh, okay. he's the crazy ringmaster there too. Yep. Uh, and now in Dumbo, I don't know what it is. 
but it, he missed his career calling. I would have loved it. I as a traveling circus so ringmaster. It would be amazing. It's funny. Um, and then we also got Michelle for Pfeiffer. Uh, Pfeiffer. 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 <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. I, I'll, I'll be honest. That was my first. That's my first real crush. Really? Dude. Hey. <laughs> Likewise. That I'll be over here with my Pink crush. Ranger. Oh no, <laughs> Pink Ranger too. But like watching Grease two and then immediately going to Batman. Rangers. I've never, I've never seen a Grease. So. It's awful. That's awful for you. I feel so bad because you've never heard Cool Rider I've as only, a song. Oh my god, the Cool Rider is my one of my favorite all time song. songs. I, that Grease Two is one of my. It, it, I, I love Grease Two. So it, okay, okay. It wildly improves on the first movie. It does, and it's about motorcycles. It does. Come and on. it stars cool. Michelle Pfeiffer. Apparently, it does. And Frenchie comes back. Come I on, know. man. I don't know who these people are, but uh, I'll take your word for it. I think she does great here, though, in a movie I have she seen. <laughs> like you said earlier, Justice, there were a couple scenes where I was like, am I supposed to be watching this? I, I don't know if I'm allowed to watch this. As, as Especially child, in Batman Returns. As a child, yeah. you, you don't realize as much of uh, the adult humor that's in this movie. Until yeah. you get oh, my gosh. Uh, like, maybe I should show her my French flipper trick. Yeah, I was going to say, I did... <laughs> I, that was on the list of things I just did not remember. No. I, right. like, when we rewatched this, I'm just like, wait, what? That was mm -hmm. always there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Never caught the uh, comment about the king size bed in bedding mm -hmm. in the department yep. store. Yep. Yep. And, yeah. Hey, do, you, do you remember in the movie where uh, she takes the bird and puts it in her mouth? Yes. She actually put a live bird in her mouth that is to, amazing. Get, to get the realism of it. I wonder if I, okay, I and uh, hey, just a random, <laughs> random piece of trivia there for I you. Mean, I thought that was interesting. Awesome. I hear those kinds of stories all the time where I'm just like, "Wow, yeah. man, commitment to a role." But then there's yeah. other times I hear it and I'm just like, "Yeah, I don't think that was the commitment we needed." But thank you. No. <laughs> well, like in the first department store scene when she's whipping off the heads of the mannequins, she actually did that in yes. a wide shot. Yes. Like, yes. it is insane how. Yeah. much effort she put into this role and it's one of her best yeah she, she did good I, I mean i really liked this um i uh appreciate batman's obsession with crazy blondes um yeah. you know r.i.p um to uh vicky vale from the first she one she didn't die she just I, broke up with she her might as well have she, i guess she, I don't know. She, she, she couldn't handle his 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 batman yeah. I, his duality Exactly. I, will, I will say I, I went in and I was just like, man, because after rewatching Batman 89, I was like, wow, I didn't realize how much I liked their chemistry together. Um, I think there wasn't enough of it in the time, but I definitely ended it with like, man, she should have gotten mm -hmm. into the second film. Well, um, and so I went into returns with just like, yeah, they're just going to move right on. And I didn't remember how many times they actually make mention of Vicky in this one. Yeah. Uh, acknowledging uh, their relationship and moving on. So, uh, so what you got to look at, too, with the Vicky Vell is she's in love with Bruce Wayne. Right. She's not in love with Batman. Yeah. And, and this is this is a little weird, but Bruce Wayne is the alter ego for Batman. Mm -hmm. Batman is is the, the, the character. Is who he is. Who he mm -hmm. is. And that's why Selena Kyle is a better match is because she's in love with 
with Batman. Batman. Yeah. Not not the alter ego uh Bruce Wayne. So I hadn't actualized that thought until you said until you said that. But like it it wow makes sense. Yeah. Actually. Um yeah, because you and I were talking about the whole alter ego thing not long ago, because yeah. um I connected back to the whole thing of like for me the scene that sells it on no, Clark Kent is Clark Kent, mm-hmm. and Superman is this persona he puts on is the scene in Superman 2 where he reveals it to Lois and you see him change and everything. And if there's a way to read that of just like, aha, see, he's he's taking off the Clark Kent persona and everything. But I almost see it more of like him inflating and posturing uh, to be this person they think he should be. Um, Because Christopher Reeves, Superman especially, has all of the pillars and characteristics of the good boy, um, you know, and everything. And he just also happens to have the power. But nobody mm-hmm. wants nobody wants the good boy. They want the power. And yeah. that that's, for me, what makes him mm-hmm. Clark Kent. That, that's what make Clark, makes Clark Kent the person yep. uh, and everything. But this isn't a, a Superman episode. I'm sorry. We should watch Smallville. <laughs> Man, I haven't seen any of that, actually. I, I, I haven't I seen Smallville either. I, I don't really care about that. Um, <laughs> That's fair. Lois and Clark Adventures, <laughs> though, that was pretty good. Yeah. I remember they, that. They did that again with uh, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, and that was that was the interesting thing too. Um, kind of bringing it back to Batman, like that was this was what jump started that animation era, era, mm-hmm. not era. Um, you know, Batman the animated series, and eventually down the road, uh, the Superman animated series, Justice League, and and Justice all of League that. Was excellent. Um, so, uh, again, it's really interesting how much these films, um, Tim Burton, even uh, Danny Elfman, um, yeah. you know, yes. uh, did for Batman, uh, for fans moving forward. Oh, absolutely. Like, we would not have Batman the Animated Series without mm. these movies. No. And that stylized style that carried on throughout the rest of the career of Batman. Like, you still see seeds of what Tim Burton and Danny Elfman did. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, just as recently as um, I think it was Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. uh, they played notes of Elfman's score. Um, so yet again, that that is Batman's music. Mm-hmm. No matter who the Batman is, that's his music. Yeah, it's uh, not just sure. anymore. <laughs> right. R.I.P. Um you guys I know, wait, that was my favorite Batman music. Oh, absolutely. The 66? Or... Yeah. No, 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 no. The... Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I miss the days when that was a little more common. You had that sort of orchestral mm-hmm. um, score to films and everything. Yeah. Um, obviously, we had John Williams with uh, mm-hmm. Superman and John Williams with Star Wars. Even Heck, even Jaws got yeah. an orchestral theme like back in the day they were just handing them out like candy everybody right. got these cool themes and nowadays it feels like you know all right play the you know late 2000s rock hit uh mm-hmm. our, our heroes coming in the scene yes uh it, it feels so triumphant whenever batman mm-hmm. enters the screen uh yep. and that theme yeah. plays Oh, I get I get the feels every time I, I hear that come up on my soundtracks playlist. Mm-hmm. Like there's something so powerful of having a theme. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lost art. Yeah. yeah. 
very much so. But even well, if then, you notice, both people have, like almost everybody had their own mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. music. You know, Batman had his music. Joker had a lot of, Prince did it, you know, a lot of the music. And when, and when the Joker was doing his <laughs> thing. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. I, that was a big deal to me. Exactly. The Prince like, score is fantastic. I will argue yeah. that to everyone. It's it's, it's, Prince it's definitely out. better than Batman Forever. <laughs> I mean, well, we'll talk. it's it's um it's super dated. I think is the big thing for me. Yeah. Um, and and that's what I that's that's what gets me on just using whatever hit is out there. Uh, obviously, Prince has a lot more talent than a lot of just whatever commercial art, artists are out there. But um, that's the thing that almost puts it in a capsule um, mm -hmm. at times. Um, like, I mean, heck, I was watching uh, one of the Transformers movies recently and Green Day shows up and it's just like, my gosh, you know, that takes me back. Um, yeah. And it's just one of those things where it's just like, I, I, I don't know, it's it's such a, a, a pull me out of the moment kind of thing. But, mm -hmm. but the scene itself isn't, out of the moment if that makes sense yeah i mean like yep. the scene of them going through the art gallery yeah which party man plays is my favorite scene in the movie <laughs> like yeah. it's so much fun and so much camp in that little bit of the yeah. Movie. yeah yeah when this was like i'm not lost in that moment at all yeah. i'm still there enjoying myself the whole time yeah. um even if i'm also just like oh boy prince <laughs> no one but has ever had that way. reaction to prince and I'm, I'm I list, boo, I, you know, it's me. It's, maybe it's just my musical taste. I'll give it, it 100% is your musical taste. If you cannot <laughs> appreciate Raspberry Beret, hey, I don't, that's I don't a know good how song. to do That's a really good song. It's a fantastic song. <laughs> but yeah, um, like you said, Justice, everybody kind of had their uh, theme as well. Mm -hmm. And what I like uh, is that this by choice took time uh for the opening credits right mm -hmm. like um i mean you've got three minutes of opening credits in each of these yeah. films where it plays through the medley of scores that are going on here and i love that so much um i i know a lot of people nowadays would kind of be lost on the whole like when is this movie starting mm -hmm. um yeah. but i'm i'm kind of spending my time more entranced by it just like really yeah feeling out the music and enjoying it and the it's also a showcase of uh burton art as well yeah absolutely and so um yeah i i love how much of an atmosphere this whole these whole movies set for themselves like it's such a mood um it, it's its own little world really and i think that's what keeps them going and keeps them uh interesting and makes them so good and, mm -hmm. and so popular is it's this special little place that's unlike anything else, um, even other Batmans, uh, I think. Because, yeah. you know, uh, whatever your critique of the later Batman films is, you they're definitely different. They're beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to say that for every single one. And oh, that's These fair. movies are beautiful. Um, and so uh, for whatever reason you, you like or dislike them, what we got with Tim Burton is is definitely yeah. something special. Oh, I yeah. think. Yes. I mean, yes. like for me personally, these were movies that we uh, rented from Blockbuster constantly, like to the point where we just eventually bought them from Blockbuster. And then, like, I think if I 
I really think about it, these <laughs> movies are what set me up for my taste in film. Because, like, I adore campy movies so much. And I'm so much more forgiving than a lot of people with camp. And I think it's because of these movies. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it when we were rewatching. Um, I feel like a lot of the comparison game is spent on, well, Tim Burton and Keaton's Batman is so serious and dark and gritty. They really got it. You know, Schumacher was just too fun and too goofy and too pretty. And it's just like this idea of, well, these are funny too. Yeah. These these are fun too. Um, I, I get it's dialed up for sure in specific uh, Batman films, but it's okay for Batman to be fun. Exactly. Like, I don't care what anyone says. That credit card will always make me crack up. <laughs> I mean, it explains how he stays anonymous. Exactly. That's all I'll say. <laughs> you, you do know that that entire joke is in every movie? Yes. Really? You know, Never Leave Home Without It is mm-hmm. in every Batman movie. Huh. Other, other, mm-hmm. uh, at least the first four, at least. Because yeah. you get it with Kilmer, you get it with Clooney when he brings out the, the yep. bat card. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. The thugs at the beginning of that's the first his, one. Yep. The, the thugs. That's his real catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> well, uh, and so in mentioning, uh, one thing that um, the Spider-Man films definitely taught us, uh, especially No Way Home, is that every Spider-Man is valid and has their reasons uh, for being adored, uh, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. And, and so one of the things uh, we want to end every episode on is talking with our guests about what they think this Batman and the Batverse uh, did really well, what you really love about it, what makes it unique and special uh, to you. And so, um, yeah, floor is yours, you guys. Uh, what, what makes this Batman so special for you? Go ahead, Justice. You first, bud. Oh, man, that is a good question. Um, and I'm trying to keep it short and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, Michael Keaton, just throw that yep. out there. Um, the cast in general is crazy, um, and we went through a lot of them. I don't think we talked a lot or at all about um, Christopher Walken uh, and his character in there. I thought he Max Shrek. I'll say real so quick, great. Yeah. yeah, like even even, even uh, supposedly he did the voice, and they had him do the voice in the animated series because they thought his voice was so good mm-hmm. in the movie uh, from that. But yeah, he killed that part. I'm not even a Christopher Walken fan, but like he did that part. Um, and yeah, then he had his own, you know, things that he was, you know, he wasn't true to a whole lot of stuff, but he was like, when it came to his son, he was like, yo, don't touch my son, take me. That was the only thing that he was like, you know, <laughs> honorable, you know, when it came to. Like but, me. Don't touch yeah. my son. <laughs> Excellent sense of fashion. You want well. me, penguin. You know, uh, fun fact, it was supposed yeah. to be David Bowie, apparently. Oh, he really? it was down almost to David Bowie. Yeah. I would have loved to see uh, him. Another real fun fact. <laughs> The guy that played his son also played Leatherface later. Yes, yeah. I, I, yeah. I looked that up because I was like, yeah. wait, yeah. Is, I, I wanted to know face. because he he could have pulled off actually, if you had told me that's that's Walken's kid, that's actually Walken's mm-hmm. kid, I would have believed you. Yeah, he is a thick boy. So I, I looked it up and I was just <laughs> like, I was blown away. I was like, all right, good for you, man. He's kind yeah. of a butthole on the internet, but you know yeah. what? Cool. <laughs> Who isn't these days, apparently? Um, Obviously. 
So it, but back to you, Justice. We we kind of hijacked that one. So. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. We all on the same subject. We still talk about Batman. I love it. Um, but yeah, the cast is a big thing um, for me. I feel like that was probably I don't know one of the biggest casts. You know, you have so many big names um, at that time. Uh, that was that was a big thing. Um, the music for me was a big thing. Um, it's, even in the in the return where it was like Christmassy, you know, it still kind of found that Christmassy feel in there as a creepy Christmas, but you know, it was Christmas nonetheless. Um, nice. The sets were were awesome. Um, the little now that I'm an adult, I can I kind of appreciate a lot of the uh, jokes, even the adult humor. Um, <laughs> Yeah. You know, Michelle Pfeiffer is always going to be, I'm going to always call her Pfeiffer, but <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer is always going to be, um, it's hard to say because I love Halle Berry, but. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but do you so, like Halle Berry for Halle Berry or for Halle Berry for Selena Kyle? I love Halle Berry for Halle Berry. Okay. okay. Yes. Michelle Pfeiffer is, go- is Catwoman. Like, she killed the soup. She killed the meow. I mean, that was it. She killed. She killed a lot of stuff, man. She, she, she did. did way more than I think anybody expected her to yeah. for the character. Yeah, absolutely. Even the scenes with her and um, Batman going at it, the scene where she um, fell in the, the roof of the, um, what was it, the uh, botanical botanic okay. zone or yeah. something the like greenhouse. that? Yeah, the greenhouse. Yeah, the greenhouse. Yeah. And her getting up, sitting up in that screen, like I will remember that screen forever. Like she, did well. I felt that screen. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. that was me a couple times this week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you and me both. Um, but it's so many things that that I like uh, about this movie, and especially the the cast, because I even in other movies I see that same you know person. I'm, I'm like, yeah, Michael Keaton, you always gonna be Batman. Michelle Pfeiffer, you always gonna be Catwoman. Uh, even in what was it, um, Dangerous Minds. I was like, man, y'all got Catwoman as a teacher? What? <laughs> <laughs> that. Anybody in these schools nowadays. <laughs> right. These troubled city, inner city youth kids. But uh, yeah, man. So it's not too much that I don't like about these movies. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and chop it off right there. They're, they're pretty solid. There, There mm. is a lot that makes them special for sure. What about Absolutely. you, Charlie? Um, <clears throat> going off of what Justin said, they, they, got, they got everything right. With the characters and with with who they got to play with them, um, you know, Pfeiffer, like I said, first crust because of her Catwoman. Um, Dana Vito as Penguin. I don't think I could see anyone else playing that part ever. Not even Colin Farrell. Not even there's <laughs> under two hundred pounds of makeup. Yeah. Because there's a shortage of short, fat men in Hollywood. Apparently, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> I like it I for for the sake of our audience. I don't think he, he's a great actor. Yeah, he's a great actor. His don't SNL get me wrong. is one of my favorites. It it's just a choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, Danny DeVito, hard to top. Man. I mean, yeah, that just... five foot tall comment, man. Like <laughs> five foot tall. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, I love that. And just yeah. just the uh, the creepiness that he brought to the to the role, you know, mm-hmm. he's like he's like this creepy, perverted hermit that just, you know, you know what I'm saying? He's just mm-hmm. vile. Yeah, he's yeah. just dirty. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's perfect for the penguin. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
the music, like we talked about, that's always it ties everything in and it, it gets you pumped up for what's about to happen. Um, you know, you don't have that with I don't even remember the music from the Christopher Nolan stuff. I, I, I don't. I remember the Joker's theme, but that's it. I was going to say, I don't think anything defined. Yeah. I, I think it was, yeah. I, I mean, I know there was definitely music to it. Um, but yeah, de- not n- not anything that you hear it and, yeah. and you're instantly like Batman, you know, uh, <laughs> or anything like that. So, but yeah, I think just that's the fact that they got all the characters right. That to me, that made that made them. Those I mean, yeah, great. that that is your movie right there for mm-hmm. sure. Um, what about you? Any any quick ads to what makes it special for you? Well, just like nostalgia for a big part. Like I said, these were our Friday night blockbuster picks a lot of the time. So I've I've seen this movie, both of these movies, upwards of like 50, 60 times, and it just keeps getting funnier every <laughs> time I see it. Like I just. They're some of my favorite superhero movies in general, not just Batman movies, but they are the Batman movies yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Keep keep the fun in Batman for sure. Exactly. I, Have I, some it's perfectly fun. Perfectly fine. Go outside, touch <laughs> some grass, stop right. being upset with stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, maybe go back and watch these movies if exactly. you hadn't. Um, obviously, we did in preparation, but uh, if we can leave you with anything, yeah, go watch these movies. They're still great, they're lots of fun. Some of the best Batman you'll consume, mm-hmm. um, as I'm not sure Batman. we'll discuss. If not the yeah. best Batman yeah. you can consume, yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't and, consumed Batman since I ate a Burger King toy <laughs> in 2006. Right? <laughs> I've been into the wrong guy, uh, part of the bag. Um, we uh, will be back, um, dear yes. sweet John, here in the comments. Again, make sure if you're listening to this after I'm the fact, you can tune in live. Uh, you can... Um, comment and contribute and all of that like John has. Uh, and as far as what we think of Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze, first of all, every Arnold Schwarzenegger is good Schwarzenegger, except it's Junior. So- um, second, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. What? What? You do what? not like the Impreg movie. No. <laughs> John, we no. got, we, first Nicolas Cage, Honestly. now Junior. Junior. What do you not, what do you like? Why did I, you marry him, Megan? I like good. I don't, I don't understand <laughs> his personality. I didn't know about his film opinions. Apparently, um, well, yeah. luckily we won't talk about Junior. Uh, apparently, that's Why too not? upsetting. But we will talk about uh, Schumacher's Batman's uh, here soon, um, and we've got another lineup of guests. But never fear, if you like Justice and Charlie as much as we do. They will be returning um, because we've got a lot of Batman to talk about. Yes. And so uh, they'll be back in various capacities to talk about uh, some of that. I mean, we're going through, as far as we've decided so far, everything but the Snyder. Okay. I'm sorry. Do what you will with that. <laughs> I... uh, mm. Here's the thing. Here, Here's my reasoning, okay? And I'm going to have to reiterate this every time. Yeah. He has not gotten a solo film. No, he has right? not. And therefore, I just don't feel right giving an episode to him where we would also have to spend a lot of time gushing about how good Henry Cavill looks in tights, okay? Right? So as soon as Ben Affleck gets a, a solo film, not happening, uh, we, we'll talk about it. You He's know? not really Batman. I mean, uh, he, no, you know, it's, well, he just, he did, it, he d- d- just didn't quite get there. Anyway, uh, if you like him, 
cool. Enjoy the Snyderverse for four hours. But as for me and my house, we will serve the mighty Keaton, okay? <laughs> uh, it always gets sacrilegious here after the hour. It does. Um, thank you, everyone, uh, for tuning in. Um, we appreciate you, whether you tuned in live, after the fact, uh, all of that wonderful stuff. Though, if you did only listen to this after the fact, you did miss that uh, Boop now has blonde hair. Yes, I do. Um, Welcome you know, to the, the blonde boopiverse. These these are the things you miss now. when you don't tune in live. Um, uh, so yeah. join Lord us. It was a different color. Right? If, I, if I do this, I look like a guy I would have had a crush on in high school. <laughs> right? Every teen antagonist in the early 2000s. Don't understand me, Mom. Um, <laughs> tune in next week, Friday at 9. We'll be live uh, chit-chatting some more, having some more fun. Uh, but as for tonight, uh, again, thank you uh, to our lovely guests. Thank you to our, our lovely audience. Um, and with that, we'll leave you to it and, and hope to see you back here, back in this back alley uh, in tights and leather next week. Take it away. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee.